All right, welcome to another episode of the Homestead Shop Talk podcast. This is episode 24 with Ben from Holler Homestead, Al from Lumina Anchors, and myself, Jason, from Sow the Land. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about dealing with darkness in the seasonal depression. I think right about now, <laughs> seems like during winter where we all kind of feel a little funny, feel a little weird. But um, first, we're going to talk about our week. And I know Ben has... Excited had us had an exciting week. You want to go first, Ben? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, we just had our our second uh, pig butchering workshop. Uh, me and Meg elected to uh, uh, utilize the fact that we were putting a whole bunch of pigs in the freezer to uh, basically teach class. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are very interested in learning how to process an animal. And I know that when, when I was learning just, you know, just a few years ago, um, I would just about give anything to go just hang out and learn, uh, you know, the way, the way I, I did it was, uh, every connection I made, if I found out someone was processing a pig, I just about begged to be there just so I can learn. And now here I am, you know, five years later and I'm teaching class. Um, I am no expert by any stretch, uh, but it's one of those things, you know, sometimes the best teacher is a student. Um, there's a lot of stuff that as I learn it, um, it's, uh, it's still fresh in my mind. So I can, I can point out things that helped me to grasp learning this, this art. Um, you know, maybe I can point those things out and, you know, help someone along the way. So we, uh, we, uh, just had our second class. We're doing three classes this winter. Um, the second one went pretty good. Uh, we, uh, I think we only had a couple mishaps. Uh, we, um, the good old Harbor Freight winch went out. Uh, oh, we did, we, we no. dunked. Yeah. We dunked the first half of the pig. Cause you know, the, um, the big feeder pigs are a little bit long. So even though I have yep. like a hundred gallon tank, I can still only scald half the pig at a time. So grab it by the feet dunk it, scrape the bottom half, turn it around, grab it by the other feet, do the other half. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that I've learned is around 150 for the water temperature is a pretty safe level. It's enough to scald so you can scrape the pig, but it's not so hot it's going to cook that skin real bad. Well, it's, it's two to two and a half minutes in the scald. We had had this pig in two minutes. You know, the crane had worked fine for the first half. I uh, pulled it up, checked it after two minutes. It was, oh, okay, it still needs a little bit longer. Went back in, said, hey, uh, count to 30. We'll give it 30 more seconds. All right, 30 seconds is up. I hit the button and it just goes click, 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 Ooh. click. Oh, here we go. So, you know, I I tried just a few things I can try to make sure the, the safety switch isn't tripped, you know, make sure the plug is still plugged in. Yeah, it's it's not working. So... Uh, luckily I had the tractor ready to go. So I hopped on the tractor. We moved some stuff out of the way. Uh, we hooked up to that pig and I was able to pick it up, even though it was still connected to the hoist, we had enough room to pick it up and get it out of the water. Uh, it was, it was kind of a hassle and <laughs> that second side, because it was in the water a little bit too long, didn't scrape quite as nice, but it was still, it was still doable. It was, it was okay. Uh, 
other than that, I mean, you know, my cut went all crazy when I was splitting the, the sides. Uh, and so it was kind of an ugly chewed up cut. And it's like, Hey guys, like I'm not a professional I, and I don't even play one on TV. So this is what life looks like. You know, I'm, I'm making mistakes yeah. right here in front of the class. And it was kind of cool because a lot of people were like, Hey, I'm actually glad something went wrong because it shows me what it's going to look like for me or what it could look like. And so it, right. you know, all's well that ends well. I really had a good time. Uh, one of the side of side issues that I didn't account for is the fellowshipping uh, that goes on. These are, you know, these are like-minded people. They're here to learn how to do this. You know, we had people from Pennsylvania. Uh, I think last class we had a guys from uh, Missouri. So people are traveling to be here, and so what I found is. These people are like-minded. Um, the conversation never dies the entire weekend. Uh, have a really, really good, good bunch of conversation that goes on all weekend. So, you know, there's the the class. There's good food. There's good conversation. And even though we're exhausted by the end of the weekend, uh, <laughs> there's like a dopamine high that we ride for a couple days. Now, all day yesterday, anytime me and Meg looked at each other, we'd just smile and start laughing and be like, that was so cool. We pulled it off again. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Oh, and, you know, I talked about it last podcast. Uh, I had had four knives uh, for sale at this class, and I ended up selling all four of them, which kind of surprised me. I didn't think anybody awesome. was going to buy any, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're all gone. Nice. guess I'll have to make some more, but that was that was kind of cool, too. Oh, you got to make more for the Will you make more for the next class? Uh, if I can swing it, uh, it's going to be a busy next couple weeks with Christmas and everything. But I think I can swing making a couple more. Plus, I was kind of I was kind of hoping I would have a few left over so I could like you know <laughs> do some Christmas presents or something like that. But it's all good. I can I can whip up some more. Oh, how long does it take? It would depend. I'm I'm really rusty right now. Uh, I used to be able to whip up a knife in, you know, an hour, two hours, something like that. Uh, really? These ones, these ones took me better part of a week, you know, working from like, I don't know, after dinner sometime till like nine or 10, you know, a couple hours a night. I'd say maybe like six hours it took me to make these four knives. Uh, That's not bad. But yeah, it's. That's not bad. Like it's it's not like it was like a you know months worth of work sold out in a afternoon kind of thing. It was you know it was a just a couple evenings uh, the week before. But yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. What what do you think you'll do for a winch uh, next class? You need your mini truck with the winch on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <the> over. <laughs> you know, I've got a block and tackle. Um, just a rope, rope and pulley setup that I've used that for all of our pigs we've ever done. Uh, even pigs that are a little bit bigger than that ropes rated for. Um, and so we were able to, you know, finish up the big pig with the tractor. Um, and then for the second pig, I just grabbed the rope and pulley and we just used that. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not ideal, um, especially when you get into those bigger pigs. You got to get, you know, five or six hefty guys reefing on that rope to lift that pig. I don't know. I may just go the Amish route and find a heavier duty rope and pulley 
Uh, I may do what I should have done. And, You'll have the people there. Yeah, I'll, I have the people there. Um, <laughs> I may go... I may go buy another winch. I'm, you know, I'm going to take this one down and see if I can figure out what's wrong with it. Uh, I haven't touched it since, uh, what was that, Friday when it went out. Been a little bit disgusted by it. It's like, man, that's like the right. second time I've used it and it went out. But, hey, what are you going to do? Well, well, that's like that. Remember we did that beef cow last year, Ben, and that winch didn't work? My winch didn't work? <laughs> Yeah, that was a cheap yeah. winch too. I I bought that winch on Amazon. I used it uh, one time for the for the previous year's pigs, and it was like the cheapest winch on Amazon, probably. And so, really, that was like only second time using it. And on that, every everything pr I tested it out the morning before everyone came. I tested it out the night before, and it worked fine. Huh. Well, heck. That day we were doing that cow, I climbed up there and was testing it with you, and it worked fine. It worked perfectly yeah. fine in, until that cow was on the ground. I know. Maybe the cheap so winches ridiculous. just have performance performance anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. I know. I know. Now I don't. I don't trust that anymore. I don't even. I'm not even going to use it. Like, did you get a new winch? Or is that? Yeah, I got a new winch. Well, we, what do we use? Oh, we used the. Uh, our friend's truck, his uh, truck winch. That's how we use. Yeah, my, uh, Mike's truck. Hoist up the cow. Yep. That's how we did it. But um, you know, I have a chain hoist. Um, I have since bought a winch, like a good one, to do our pigs. But it's still fine. So we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I get to add that back to the list of things that I need to buy. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things. This year, we will use that winch three times, four times, something like that. Um, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world. I've got other ways of hoisting. You know what? I've got a chain winch. You know, one of those, those you got you got to pull the chain and pull the chain. It's kind of like a garage door opener, one of those deals. Um, and I used that for a pig once, and it was just like, you know, this is kind of slow. This is noisy. I, I don't, I'm not digging this, but hey... Sometimes the the power free way is the way to go, but it is really nice being able to push a button and lift that pig up. Yeah, we've used the chain fall before, and it's slow and noisy. And then we got kind of like a boat winch, like the hand crank ones, that works a little better. I've thought about doing the boat winch thing. That would work. The one, yeah, the winch I have now is like the one you bought, Ben, but it's it's uh, from um, Northern Tool. Northern Tool. Yeah, I think the problem is every time we do a pig, it rains. Uh, you know, hey, uh, speaking to North Carolina here, if you guys want rain, just tell me and we'll process a pig. It is for sure going to rain. Like, that's just period. <laughs> that's that's how that's my rain dance. Yeah. So, you know, it was drizzling all day on Friday. It was like real foggy and wet, like typical like North Carolina winter, just dreary dark wet and i had like a plastic bag wrapped around it and like it it worked fine but i kind of wondered if the plastic bag was actually making like a thermal overload sensor trip um because the day before when i tested it it was kind of acting squirrely and i pulled the plastic off and it was working and then you know of course i put the plastic back because of the rain so i don't know i got to get into it i'll 
I'll figure it out. It's just frustrating. It's like, oh, I get to buy that thing again. I should have, you know, uh, buy once, cry once kind of situation. I think that's <laughs> that's how the saying goes. Uh, I get yeah. to uh, buy twice, cry twice. How much range you guys end up getting? Do you get a lot or? Not really. Uh, I'd have to go look at the rain gauge. Uh, it wasn't misty. much. Misty. Yeah, it was just like wet. Everything soaked. Uh, it's like mud season is very much upon us right now. Uh, I just about got the yep. golf cart stuck doing chores. Uh, was that Saturday morning during the class trying to run around and get chores done real quick. And I hit the bottom where the Creek is and I almost couldn't cross where the Creek is. Cause it was so muddy. I was like, ah, oh, great. Here we go. I don't know. I, I think we probably only got like a half an inch, but it was, you know, just missed for 12 hours. So it was a soaking good rain, but not fun to work in Yeah, all day long. I mean, it was fine Saturday because we were indoors all day, but Friday it was kind of a pain. So this week, uh, worked on more fencing. Surprise. <laughs> do you guys, do you have this problem? Like, I have this problem. I don't know if it's a problem, but, you know, we're, we all film. We all film what we're doing. But what if it's something that you're doing over and over again? And you're like, I already filmed that. Like I already, <laughs> I already made that video, but yet I still have to do the same thing over and over again. Like, yeah, I have a hard time like filming it again. Absolutely. Do you guys have that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Me and Meg will have conversations because you know, Meg edits and I'm filming and it'll either be, I'm sick of filming the same thing or she's sick of editing. It's like, hey, if if I have to show, you know, pulling weeds one more time, like this is not a video that I would even watch. Like this is I'm so sick of this. So that's yeah. that's usually when we find other things to to fill the video with. It's like, hey, look what we're eating over here. It's because I'm sick of yeah. showing this project. It makes it feel like you're doing it twice as long because not yes. only are you doing it in real life, then you're editing it and you're watching yourself. Like, I don't know, like when we edit our videos, I... I edit twice, then Gina ed watches them and does just like does the final edit for a third time. So it's like you've seen that project and you're doing it over and over, and then you, you know <laughs> you're doing it over and over for editing too. <laughs> I know I have a hard time with that, and you know I I know I don't know how the people watching I, I picture them saying, "Oh my gosh, another fencing video! Oh, he's doing <laughs> you know he's pulling that chicken tractor again." You know, like I picture people saying that and like not watching. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe they they just want to watch like whatever it is we're doing, which is cool. But I think for me, in my mind, I'm like, this is boring for me. <laughs> so it's going to be boring for somebody else watching, right? Like that's the way yeah. I think of it. And so I, but it's something that needs to be done though. You know, like I need to do yep. fencing. I've already done three fencing videos. So now I'm like, maybe I need to switch it up and maybe come back to it at some point. <laughs> I think that's the hard part right there. Cause at the same time in your head, you're thinking I got to entertain our viewers. So it's kind of like you're, it's kind of like a push and pull. Cause it's like, okay, I got to get this done, Yeah. but I got to make content. So like, what's the happy medium so you can do what you got to do, but keep it entertaining. So you don't lose your viewers. That's the struggle. Hey, you know, yeah. there is this, like, I'm going to, shout out a channel that we watch um and a term that 
me and Meg use when we're filming the mundane. Um, we like watching uh, Simple Living Alaska. Uh, I don't know why, but we're like really intrigued with their life, like what it's like to live up in Alaska and, you know, it's dark. Like, yeah. I think that that actually works kind of a weird segue how dark it is for them living up in Alaska in the wintertime uh, versus down here. Well, there's an episode we watched and they're up at their, their remote cabin. And it's like, it's a two part episode where they're up at this cabin and the second episode, the entire thing, the entire 30 minute video is them cleaning up their cabin to leave. And they're like wiping pine saw all over every surface in this cabin to keep the bears away. I guess pine saw keeps the bears away. And we finished the video and we both, me and Meg both looked at each other and it was like, we just watched 30 minutes of pine sawing. And thus a term was born. It's like, Hey, yeah. Hey, I'm pine sawing again today. Right. So yeah, like I don't mind watching it because I like what they're doing. I like, I like their videos. I like their channel. I like them, but you know, at the same time, it's like, I just watched him pine saw for 30 minutes. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> like, the struggle's real. You got to film what's, yeah. what you're doing. And I know it's probably just in my head, you know, like, I I think people don't want to watch it, but there's some, there's people that will watch it. It's like when I, I remember watching a YouTube video when I worked in the office of some guy pulling weeds and mowing the lawn. It was just nothing. I was just like, man, I'm just sitting here on my lunch break watching this guy, you know, do lawn work. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I want to be that guy, you know, <laughs> like I wanted to be him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I guess it's kind of the same thing, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys feel the same way. <laughs> You're not alone. Just keep pine selling, Jason. Yes, I, I know. I need to, I need to think about that one. Um, so I moved our Cooney 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 breeding pigs back together. We would go back and forth of like, should we put them back together? Should we not? Um, but being their track record, uh, last year where, you know, it took a good year for them to have piglets. And so I thought, well, you know, being that history, let's just put them back together now. You know, maybe... Maybe they'll like, you know, fight for like a good month <laughs> and then, and then they'll give us some piglets or something, you know, I, I don't know how long it was going to take. So we ended up putting them together and plus we, I wanted to, um, split the baby pigs, take them away from the mom and put them in their own area. Um, how old are they now? Bigger now. They're, they're eight months. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. And. I believe they stopped nursing. I haven't noticed, but you could kind of tell that they kind of bugger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, I I put them in their separate area, which was pretty easy. I ended up just picking up by the by the hind legs and just picking them up and putting them on the other side. Like <laughs> any more bigger, I, I probably would have been too heavy. You know, picking up an eight month old pig, like they're still little. So we did that, and then we moved uh, Elvira to with uh, Zeke. And that went, everything, the whole day went pretty smooth. Um, and so as soon as we put them with them, uh, we went to go do something. We went to uh, put hay in the other, other pigs. And then it was literally like, probably like, I don't know, 
10, 15 minutes went by. I turned around and they were already, Zeke was already on top of her. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like it happened so quick. If all goes smooth, she'll have, the pigs will be born. I think we'd already looked it up. I think at the end of March, we'll have piglets. Nice. So Zeke's one job, he, he's obliging. He's like, absolutely. I'll do that job. Yeah. It's funny though. Like with animals, like we kind of almost kind of like humanize them, you know, like I feel like we feel like they're gonna, I don't know, have feelings or something, you know, like, like human feelings. And so I picture them like, Oh, they got to get to know each other again. (laughs) You know, like, 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 or even the baby pigs, they're like, they're going to want to go back to mom, you know, or the mom's going to want to come and like get out and try to go back with the piglets. But no, there was like none of that. Like, they don't care, <laughs> you know, like the baby pigs, all they care about is food. Yep. That's all these pigs care about. As long as you feed them and know where their food's at, you know, where their home's at, like they weren't even trying to get out, like to go to the mom, like. You know, I think sometimes it's hard to remember that. And especially for raising these pigs for so long, we kind of get used to their personalities and we kind of think like they have feelings or something. I don't know. It's it's just kind of funny to like be aware of that. So as we were moving these pigs, right? Like we had just finished moving them. I like, we're kind of halfway up on our property, like in our pasture area. I look across the way and there's this truck coming up our pasture area right like on our property at first i thought it was like is that my truck i I was like had to do a double take because i see this truck in the distance coming up on our property and i was like i was like lorraine was with me i was like who's this and i didn't know who this person was And and then i was like i had to flag him down and be like hey what are you doing and he pulls up right up, like halfway up our property. And I'm like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, here's a YouTube subscriber about to yell at me for something. <laughs> <laughs> they found us. But no, it was just like this older man, like he was probably, I don't know, late 60s, maybe 70s. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for, uh, uh, you have a horse manure. And I was like, horse manure? I'm like, no, I'm like, you got the wrong place. And he's like, well, I just, you know, I, I, I got your, I was, um, talking with you through uh, Facebook marketplace. He's like, is this your address? Da, da, da. And I was like, no, that's not my address. And he's like, oh, I got the wrong place. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Like he, like he had to go through, like, I mean, my, you know, I'm working on my fence, you know, I'm working on gates and stuff. So like, but he still had to go through an area that had some kind of fencing or gates and i'm like so he had to turn around i'm like i'm like i'm pretty sure if i wasn't home like he would have kept going up my property (laughs) like he was just he was just driving and i was like what what the heck is that it just it just was so bizarre he just like he just kept going it was just kind of funny but (laughs) that's weird yeah, that was just so bizarre. But that, it got me thinking. I was like, man, I got to work on my fencing. I need to make another fencing video. <laughs> <laughs> Build a bigger gate. <laughs> I know. They're getting these fencing videos whether you like it or not. <laughs> so then uh, what else? So I started on my greenhouse today. I just started on the high tunnel. Um, nice. Just, 
you know, mapping it out and doing the corners and make sure that that's, you know, square and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm still not doing done with the baseboards or anything like that, but, but, uh, yeah, that's something different other than fencing. So I thought I'd switch it up and do, uh, the high tunnel and between that. And then I installed the bumper on my mini truck. How was the bumper? Was it heavy duty? It's pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. My concern about it is that it might be a little too low for the front because it kind of comes down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the truck's already kind of not super low. It's not really low, but it's, it just makes, it drops the front down a little bit. Um, so I mean, I can always raise it up if I want to. Lip but... kit. No, <laughs> never ending. But I, I didn't even install the winch in yet. I need to get something for it. But then, um, so they have a winch and then some two like fl- little floodlights that hook up on the bumper in the front. Um, I mean, it looks pretty cool. It looks it looks pretty beefy now. Gonna plow through something. <laughs> <laughs> plow through zombies or something like that so yeah i'm pretty happy i'm pretty happy with it i mean it feels a little bit more solid now but yeah there's nothing to stop if you get if you rear end somebody or if somebody runs into you head on there's like nothing on those cars for sure yeah that's what i that's what I, that's my first thought was like man I, there's no like don't get in a wreck in that in that thing no we have a friend bad news part. and they'll take it down the interstate and stuff and i'm like oh. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Sometimes I'll take it into town. I don't do it often, but it's for that exact reason. Is like, I'll take it to Lowe's, but even that, I'm, I'm like reluctant to do that. I just kind of, you know, if I fill up to it, I will, but, or if I have to, but other than that, I try not to. Safer than a motorcycle, I guess, right? Yeah, marginally. That's, marginally. That's, <laughs> that's true. Or those little those little uh, mopeds that people drive around. Yeah, there's a lot of people on mopeds. Like, yeah, you're you're a lot safer in the mini truck than on a yeah. moped. There's a ton of mopeds around. I mean, people there? with like uh, I saw this guy with a with a edger. A st- <laughs> a, uh, a ed- he was holding this long edger while he was driving a moped, <laughs> going somewhere. I don't know where. Wow. What'd you do this week, Al? <laughs> We've been working on the barn, started doing some siding, getting all the, we rented a lift to help build the framing and stuff. So we, I rented it long enough so we can do all the siding. We're kind of doing it backwards. We're doing the high stuff first, which we should be doing the low stuff first, but we're doing the high stuff while we have the rent, while we have the lift rented so we can send it back sooner than later. So we got that all done. Took a while because when you up and down a lift, you know, the lift is slow and then up and down back and forth cutting down below it kind of slows everything up and it got pretty cold it was i think we were working it was like teens and 20s and it's where you're putting metal siding on it so you're touching all the metal siding you got a glove on for a minute then you gotta take your glove off and but we got it done but then we we had like one day or two days that it was warming up above freezing and i was like we want to get this concrete sealed because we you know concrete's very porous i'm like if we don't seal this and we put the cows and the chickens in there whatever all their urine and everything's just gonna get sucked right into the concrete and mm. just always smell mm-hmm. so i was like if we don't do it you know we're gonna 
either have to wait till spring to bring the animals in or we won't seal it and it'll just stink. So we were pushing to get a lot of the big stuff done. Cause like we have two days that are coming up. That's nice. It's supposed to be like 50 degrees when you put the sealer on. And I'm like, it's 40. I know what I'm going to do. So I, <laughs> so I got a propane one, you know, like the propane burners you use Ben to heat up yep. your hot water. We had some ice patches still on the concrete. So I was over there melting the ice and then drying out the water. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, that's yeah. a rough time. This will work. It worked though. I mean, we sailed it. I'm like, we'll find out. It stayed above freezing overnight. It was like 36, I think, for a low. The next morning we came out, it was dry. And it's beating the water up. So I'm like, perfect. Did you ever figure out the, uh, movable, the movable walls that you were thinking about? <clears throat> I think on the inside... We're going to do, I think, kind of like what some of your gates are. Are they kind of like livestock panels that you can kind of like hook together that have the feet? I think for some of the pens inside, we'll do that. That we can just kind of move around and lock together when needed. I'm trying to think about a chicken coop right now. So like one of the bays will be a chicken coop in the winter that I want to be able to do deep bedding in. And I want to have a run. But then in the springtime, we can use it for a brooder and hatch out all or not hatch out but we can raise all the baby chicks up in that in the springtime so i'm just trying to think of all the different ways to get this thing to work for multiple different things at, at one time this is my thought i was thinking so the inside we want to line like at least four feet up so if they can't kick through the siding and kick it out so i know like a lot of our barns we have pine on the inside or hemlock i guess for like four feet up. I was thinking about doing a galvanized steel. Just thinking if we did galvanized steel on the inside, every year we can power wash it and clean it and get the stink out. Where if it's all wood, that that's going to hold like the urine the and the smell and just soak up the stink. Where if you did metal, you could power wash it once a year kind of thing. My horse burns all wood inside. Yep. And it gets it was so dusty in there um i mean there's still i i didn't i haven't power washed the whole thing but um there's definitely a lot of dust from the previous owner still that that's all over the place so i imagine uh if it was metal it'd probably be easier to wipe down or something right that's what i was thinking the place we used to go to get pigs for a long time ago you'd go there and like i'd be driving home and i'd be like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just smell like pig poop from standing in the barn. Like, I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want, I mean, the guy was, ra- he raised pigs forever. That's what it was. It was a big barn. It used to be a dairy barn. And then he used, raised pigs in it. But I mean, you just left there. Just, I mean, it was yeah. just stuck in your clothes, the smell from the barn. I'm like, oh, it was in the air. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> it was floating, yeah. floating in the air. Floating in the air. It's like, no. <laughs> I don't want that for a barn. I want to be able to have one that's clean. And, you know, if we want to use half of it for, you know, if we're having a cookout or something sometime, or you need a place to hold an event, you can use half of it and you don't have to worry about that. But, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And that was another thing I did. I didn't, I don't know when I'm doing a project, I kind of like to get it done, but I'm like, I need a meat pole. I know Ben doesn't like my term <laughs> meat pole. He thinks I should do something else. <laughs> meat pole. <laughs> So I took a six by six and I put it inside the barn sticking like five and a half feet out an exterior wall. And I put a um, forged eye bolt through it. 
and then I sided, and then I put a gusset brace back down. So that way, if we want to hang a chain fall off of it or a winch or something, we can hoist the pigs up and put a you know a water tank and stuff like that under it. But I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to take the extra time to do it now. But I know if I don't do it now, I'm not going to go back again later and do it. I know you got to think of all that stuff. It's right. crazy. It's, so it's like, how do you pick a pig up in the air? You can do it with a tractor if your tractor lifts high enough, but and then you're still, you know, you got to be careful when you're doing it with the tractor. I'm sure you can bump your 55 gallon drum over pretty easy with a tractor if you're not on your yeah. toes. Has it snowed there yet, Al? We're getting our first snow right now. Oh wow! Yeah, it's supposed to get like between five and seven inches, depending on elevation i think because it's like 34 degrees and snowing and then it's supposed to get like cold, colder in some spots and warmer in other spots so so it'll be i guess that means winter morning. winter has started then it has i think it was 70 degrees here yesterday wasn't it ben <laughs> yep yep it was pretty you like, disgusting what, 20? <laughs> you were 20 last week weren't you you guys are yeah. pretty cold there for a day or two yeah it was wow. uh uh, what was that? That was like Wednesday. Wednesday, it was like down to 17 degrees. And then, wow. you know, Sunday, you know, not even a week later, it's 70 degrees. It's like, come on now, make me remind whether is it winter or is it still fall? So I know like one thing for us, we have to plan a lot right now when we're doing stuff. And it's kind of hard because this is kind of on the topic a little bit, but the daylight is changing. So our calf does not like dark i don't know why so like we got to get him so we separate the calf and the cow at night so we got to get him into his stall before it gets dark otherwise he's i don't know if he can't see or if oh, he just man. gets rambunctious at night but so usually it's like before four o'clock right now it's like nope we got to make sure we're home and get him separated otherwise wow. it takes you half an hour but it's kind of like oh yeah it gets dark way too early <laughs> yeah let's go into it then um, dealing with the darkness and depression of the seasons, <laughs> how do how do we how do we deal with that? I guess. What do you guys get for daylight right now? I know I got my I got my weather app up. It says so. Like today we had nine hours and two minutes of daylight. Oh my gosh, I'd have to do the the uh, mine doesn't show the amount. Sunrise is at seven twenty right now. Sunsets at five fourteen. <laughs> Uh, so whatever that is, I think I have another app that'll tell me the, the actual amount. I'm not yeah, going to sit here and pull, crunch I numbers. I pulled up Asheville, North Carolina on my app. So you get nine hours and 53 minutes right now. So you have like 50 minutes okay. more of daylight than we yep. do. Oh, wow. That's so it doesn't surprise me, but interesting. I, I think something that like this subject, there's like, it's kind of, two-sided there's dealing with the physical darkness and then there's dealing with uh i guess the seasonal darkness that is uh you know once the daylight hours fade and a lot of people can really kind of go in a dark place when you know the days get shorter and everything <laughs> you're in darkness um I think it's not as bad now as it was when I was working in a shop. Um, you know, in California, it's, it wasn't as cold, like by any, any stretch way, way warmer than it is here. But when you go to work in the dark, 
you work in a shop all day and then you come home in the dark. This was like, you know, my family calls me the Grinch because I really start having a hard time right around this time of year. And it's not because I hate the holidays per se, but I kind of, I usually hate this time of year. Well, since we've been out here and I haven't been stuck in the dark hole that is a shop, uh, I still kind of find I'm dealing with that, that, I guess the, the hard part dealing with the darkness, uh, but it's a little bit different. Uh, I've, I've found that there's ways to deal with it, ways to, uh, not become depressed and not just start wanting to hibernate. Do you guys get a lot Whoa. of sunlight in the winter? Are you, are you dreary most winter? Like you were saying, like your Saturday and Friday was, is that like your typical winter? I think we get a lot know, of sun. It, it depends. But yeah. yeah. I feel like, I feel like towards the end of the winter, maybe mid to towards the end, it, it gets really gloomy. Um, that's how we are. We're like gloomy all winter. We had, we have a new friend now. They moved up from, I think it was South Carolina, and he was like, "Man, I love these gloomy gray skies all winter." And we're all like, <laughs> "Are you kidding me? This is so depressing. We have like no vitamin D." <laughs> yeah, call me in about a couple years and then right? talk to like, me about that. <laughs> this yeah. is your first winter here. Give it a few. You you won't be singing that tune anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I find myself, um, it's usually towards the end of, it's usually at the end of each season, like the end, towards the end of winter where I'm like, I'm kind of done. Like I'm ready for, I'm ready for spring. I'm ready for, you know, growing stuff. And so like, I kind of do get that little bit of gloominess towards the end of winter. And then same thing with like, towards the end of summer. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm done with the season. I'm done with summer. Tired of sweating. I'm ready for fall. Yeah, ready for the cooling weather, ready for butchering animals, you know, like I'm ready for all that. So not so for me it's not so much like right now, it's more of like after Christmas is where I feel a little gloominess. I'll say I've I'll definitely deal with it. I know I've done vitamin D three for a couple of years now, and that's made a big difference. And last winter I found it just like hit me really bad. And I was like, man, like just doom and gloom. Just, I'm like, I have a great life. Like, why am I so miserable? And I ended up taking some kind of like herbal remedy. I forget the name of it. The name brand's like Red Remedies. It's not like a plug or nothing, but it's like, I forget what it is, but he does one on there for mood or something like that. I mean, that just kind of like pushed me over. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm happy now. And it's just herbs. You know, it's not anything. It's just like, it's like you're, just stuff you're missing in your diet because you're not out in the sunshine. You're not drinking as much water as you should. And I don't know when it's yeah. zero degrees out or 20 degrees out. I don't want to be drinking water when I'm outside. I want something warm, nope. which isn't good for nope. me, you know. So that's the hard part. It's like I know I'm kind of doing it to myself, but I don't want to drink cold water while I'm outside. Or do I want to just drink warm water? Like that's not fun either. That coffee sure does go down easy. Sure does. <laughs> Coffee, hot chocolate. So what are some of the things that you, Al, or even Jason have found to kind of mitigate, you know, dealing with that, that winter slump? I think the having the animals, I remember everybody's like, when we first moved back up here, we got the animals, I was like, oh, it's like, you got to take care of your chickens and your pigs. And I'm like, yeah, but they forced me to get outside. Like, 
you can, there's two ways to look at it. You can be like, oh, miserable about having to get outside, deal with the snow, deal with the cold, or you can go out there and be forced to do it. But look at the beauty. Like, it's so nice out in the winter. It's, I mean, it's cold. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, this is, is a complete different beauty. So if you can kind of, and I got to do this to myself all the time, like, be like, no, like stop and just listen or look or, or, you know, just try to pay attention to something that's different and not be trying to bowl and jam. I think that's one of the hard things of the seasons changing. We're always run, run, run in the summer because we got the extra daylight and we're trying to get everything done in the winter. I don't know. I think that's one of the things that annoys me. Everybody's like, oh, winter season is slow. I don't know about for you guys, but winter is not slow here. We always have, we have different things going on, but we're yep. just as busy with less daylight. Trying to focus yourself on the beauty, I guess, of around what's around us, even during the hustle and bustle of everything you have to get done. And I'm not good at that always. That's what yeah. I focus on. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. I think I, that's kind of where I'm at too. Um, and I, well, for me, I mean, I I think it, you know, honestly, ever since you know when I got cancer, you know, that really kind of changed my mind and the way I think about things. Um, of that feeling of or that time where I was, at, I try to like it's a it's a feeling in a time that I don't want to ever forget because I. I kind of, I find myself like, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, this, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. Or like, you know, I start finding myself complaining. Uh, but then I think I, I try to remind myself, well, wait a minute. Like, you know, how, you know, it could be a lot worse, you know, things that I'm going through right at the moment is nothing compared to what I've gone through before. And so I have to try to remind myself of that. And then also, you know, when you first move to your homestead, how excited you are of being, of being there, mm -hmm. uh, trying to remind myself of that, you know, I don't want to ever forget that feeling of, of when you first move on your land and it's like, you're excited. You want to do everything and everything's you're like, Oh new. my gosh, there's, there's all this. Yeah. Everything's new and exciting. And there's this sense of like hope and it's something I, I revert my mind back to, and I don't want to ever forget that. So some, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, the repetitiveness of the winter or the summer and you're like, man, you know, re remember when you first moved there, like you, you wanted to get all the animals, <laughs> yep. you wanted yep. to, you wanted the bigger property, you know, like, and so I try to remember that and, uh, that helps, I think. I was just going to say, like, I'll try to remind myself, like, okay, this is, if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? And it's not any better. You know, it's, it's never, never any better. Or you know, it's, it's good and bad to both sides, I guess I should say. But I'm, everything we have, we, we do, I'd rather be doing this than working a regular nine to five like I used to. Yep. You know, I try to put that into perspective. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's unrelated to the homestead that, I have found really kind of helps when it gets dark and it's the long, dark, dreary portion of winter, which, you know, we're almost two. I think, uh, what is it? The 21st of this month is the, uh, the winter solstice. So that's the longest yep. day of the year. So from, you know, about Christmas, uh, yeah, sorry if you guys saw that Meg let the cat in, the cat wanted to jump up here and get on camera. 
jumped jumped <laughs> right up here on the cam on the keyboard. Sorry, let me maintain that thought. I didn't the see days <laughs> the days just get longer <laughs> from December. <laughs> uh yeah, from you know about Christmas on, the days get longer. So it's you know it gets brighter from there. Um, but during this time when it's so dark, this is usually when I have, I have the hardest time. The way I used to deal with that was, you know, self-medicating. Uh, I used to do the bulk of my drinking when I was, you know, a drinker in December, uh, right around Christmas. Uh, I was, I was really that guy. I was that guy. And since, you know, we moved here and I quit drinking, uh, I would say the first year sober it was like hey i don't like this time of year and i don't know why because usually i'm <laughs> you know toasted to the point where i i don't realize i'm unhappy you know it's just a sad band-aid really but the longer we've been here uh i've started finding the things that actually do bring me joy and do help me get through the winter uh you know i play a lot more guitar in the winter and that's that's kind of a given I get to do stuff because there's no garden to worry about. I get to do stuff like go down to the barn and make knives and, you know, fire up the forge. And on a nice cold day, that forge sure feels nice when it's heating right. up some metal. Uh, something, I actually thought of this today. Uh, we've set up all of our, our Christmas stuff. We set up our Christmas tree and, you know, Christmas, yay. <laughs> uh, well, anyways... I had a, I had like a tray of pepper plants that are indoors for the, for the winter. And a couple of them are like loaded with peppers. And I eat these peppers off this plant, you know, every other day. Well, I took them into our bathroom where we have our seed starting area set up and, you know, dusted it off and turned on a couple of the lights. And I put these peppers in there to be out of the way because we needed the space for the Christmas tree. And it dawned on me as soon as I turned on those lights, it's just like this weird excitement, like, oh, the the grow lights and seeds starting like that time is almost here. Usually we start starting <laughs> seeds, especially like pepper seeds. We start that stuff in like the end of January, February. And I didn't realize that I was starting to make such a like it's such a happy association like who would think you see the grow lights and start thinking of gardening and next year's garden and all that stuff but that was something that dawned on me today and it's like oh i guess this means i'm learning how to deal with this darkness of winter it's by you know planning and scheming for next year and you know working yeah. towards doing all this stuff that i want to do i would say for us end of february march and april are the worst because we're watching you YouTubers down <laughs> south planting and we're still stuck in the frozen north <laughs> wanting true, to do huh? that, but we know we can't. <laughs> oh man. No. But I would say that, yeah, that's definitely the hardest season is the tail end. And it's like, man, I want to start planting. I want to start doing this. I want to start doing that. And it's like, especially for us where we are not till later, but in March, like if the snow is all melted, it's like, okay, yes, we're going to have an early spring. You have to remind yourself, no, you're not. You're probably going to get a snowstorm and you're going to get like a foot or two feet of snow dumped on you. And that's going to be there for another couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. That's funny. 
<laughs> and then then we're watching you, all you guys down there planting and grow, getting everything going. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they already got meat chickens. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Because usually May we're getting meat chickens. April, May, usually May, and it still can be cold and damp, and the ground can have frost in it coming out of it. So we try to push it as early as we can, but sometimes you're kind of fighting the weather. That's why we're excited for the barn because it's like, okay, we can set the barn up to have the baby chicks, the piglets in, and not putting them outside on cold, damp ground right away. It could go the other way too, Al. Like when it's when it's summer over here, and you're wearing a sweater and a jacket already. <laughs> That's why, I ha- that's why I've never moved down your way. I'm like, I can't take the heat. Like, I look at you guys sweating all summer long, and it's like 90 degrees. I'm like, no, nah, I, I die. Like, I can't handle that. Yeah, you know, actually, like I do recall a few months ago, uh, somewhere around like episode four or five, he came, Al shows up, and he's wearing a hoodie. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's like 90 right now. So, like, oh, yeah, it was pretty cold. It got down into the 40s already. It was like, oh, man. So I guess yeah. it goes both ways. <laughs> it does for sure but i'm like watching your guys' spring i'm like man that, oh your winter's like that looks nice but your summer's like oh, i can't handle that like no way and i guess it's one thing to re- like always remind ourselves of that like watching like there's not the perfect climate wherever you are you always have a struggle so yeah. know, you just gotta kind of yeah i think that's kind of i think social media makes that hard because you can watch people from all over see stuff from all over i think nowadays especially with like facebook reels and instagram reels like you don't even know when that video was made anymore so you could be watching something that was from two years ago in the summer you know what i mean so it's just you gotta keep in perspective like everybody's climate's different time of the years and everything i don't know but the grass is never greener on the other side that's the whole thing i'm not a bear so i can't hibernate and you know I guess I don't have wings, so I can't be a snowbird kind of situation. So just have to deal with it. Yeah, that's what I think social media makes it hard because you could also be looking at somebody's stuff and you're like, man, how are they doing all that? You know, it makes it seem like they're doing a ton of work, but then you're like, man, I'm just hibernating. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I guess, I guess one of the main things is to remember is that it's all seasonal. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's and it's we're getting closer to the next season, and that's what makes it all exciting. I think. I think the yeah. other thing too is that's it's good truth. to have friends to. It's good to have friends to bump stuff off of and joke around with each other and know that it's not just you. Like everybody goes through it. And I think there's a lot of stuff yeah. people just don't like to talk about because they feel ashamed of something. It's like no, everybody deals with it. Like you got to have yeah. good friends to kind of just have the camaraderie of it and just talk about it. One year I went hiking up uh, Mount Whitney. I met this guy, this old, he was, I don't know. I, I'm horrible with figuring out how old people are. <laughs> I'm like, there's this old guy, but he's probably like my age. <laughs> um, well, at the time, I think he was probably, in, I would say in his 50s or something. And he hiked this Mount Whitney for like, I think this is like his fifth time hiking this i mean it's the one of the tallest mountains in the lower 48 states it's like 14 or fifteen thousand feet wow um and so we're about to climb it for the first time 
and this guy, he was like, he was, I was, I was just talking. He was just a random guy. I didn't know who he was. And he was like, oh, this is my fifth time doing it. And he told me, which kind of stuck with me till now. He's like, you know, it's going to get tough as you, as you go up higher and higher, you're going to lose, you know, oxygen, basically you're losing oxygen. And he's like, the one thing that's going to get you through is, is count your blessings. He's like, count them off, like count them off, like out loud, like number one, number two, number three, and keep doing that. <laughs> and then before you know it, you'll get to the top. He's like, that, that's going to help you get through it. And mm. I remember that at the time I was like, I was like, eh, that's kind of funny, you know, like, I, I guess I didn't really think of it as anything, but then sure enough, as I'm climbing to the top of that mountain, I'm like struggling to breathe. I'm like, I'm going to count my blessings. And that, and that got me through it. So I still think about that even now, like when, when the days are dark and it, it just, you know, it's gloomy, uh, count, count our blessings and, uh, eventually we'll just get through it and a, and a different season will, will, will happen and it'll be fine. And think for the cool. future plan. I guess like this time of the year, like if you can't do anything, like there's all like the seasons change and they change a lot quicker than you think. So it's, you can yeah. stop planting your garden. You can stop looking in the seed catalogs, what you want to plant and just kind of start focusing on that instead of focusing on the, the negative, I guess. Yep. Get a greenhouse kit, start putting it together. Right. <laughs> start looking for breeder pigs. So you yeah. ready come springtime. Butcher some animals. Right. Build the freezer, yep. eat good. Cool guys. I don't know. Anything else? That's, That's about, about all I got. That's all I got. All I right. In another month. <laughs> yeah, I know. We should revisit this topic in right. uh, February or something. <laughs> See where we're at. Making right. sure we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank thank you to everyone who watches our podcast and also listens to it. We really appreciate it. You know, where it seems like people like these podcasts of just us just talking about. And uh, sometimes we'll have topics and sometimes we don't. But uh, either way, we, we enjoy talking and, and conversating and just hanging out. So hopefully everyone has an awesome week. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Bye. Thanks, guys. Later. <laughs>